I was not expecting good news, but when I did, I had this overwhelming sense of relief. I felt like this entire time I've been holding my breath, just tensed up, but today I can breathe, I can ground myself, and I can get more strength so that we can move forward with this fight. Coming to you from a state of relief, this is We've Got Issues. Last Thursday, we got the news that the Supreme Court made a decision in the DACA case. Uh, in 2017, November, Trump tried to take away the program, and he put zero thought into it. He just played to his base instead of giving actual reasons, which worked out for us because, you know, with the lives that people have built based on this program, the Supreme Court decided that you can't just take it away without a reason. On Thursday, we were able to be in community uh, for the first time since uh, since the coronavirus started. Uh, we were able to be amongst our undocumented and immigrant friends and allies, uh, and we were able to celebrate this decision, uh, which means that yeah. men, many of them, many of our friends can take a breath after anticipating every Monday and Thursday for the past couple months that DACA was just going to be taken away and threatening their livelihoods. Right, yeah, which surprisingly is seems like one of the main reasons why they didn't um, allow the program to lapse is that they acknowledge that so many people have gotten to build lives and gotten to, you know, get education, become employed, get driver's licenses and, and you know, be able to work because of this program. And, and they said, you can't just take that away without a good reason. So that's really great. And uh, we went to an, the action, like Senya said, it's the first action we've been to since the lockdown, since COVID started. We, you know, did our best to do social distancing. and We, we were masked up for sure. We were masked up for sure. And uh, we got some interviews. We got to talk to a few of the lawyers from our community. Um, so this is Ray Maldonado, and this is what he had to say about this. So I want to be very clear about this decision. DACA was not decided today if it's legal or illegal, the program itself. What was decided is the manner in which he ended was unlawful. Now we need a complete reform. There is a procedure and the procedure that, that exists for rescinding an executive order was not followed. And so as of right now, DACA stands. Um, and what this means for some of the, uh, the lives of people is that they're able to keep kind of some of the growth in some of the community, some of the stability that they've been able to have in the eight-ish years that DACA has existed. We still need actual um, legislation to address immigration, to address some kind of immigration reform. But I don't think any of the community is incredibly focused on at the, that at the moment. Right now, it's about, you know, what the executive branch is doing and what they're not doing and you know what it looks like to have one kind of president versus a different kind of president in the white house we weren't thrilled with the uh obama the deporter in chief but trump certainly is a whole different ball game so you know i think it's important to to make note of that in this fight at this moment daca is one step but it's not enough like there's so much more that needs to be done in order to bring right. justice to Im the immigrant community you know uh we talked to another uh friend of ours from the community i think some of us are related to him not me he had a lot to say about it. he's also a lawyer he had reflections and he's been in the fight since the very beginning so it's very interesting to hear him speak my name is daniel rodriguez i am an immigration attorney and here in arizona i was the first undocumented immigration or undocumented attorney in the state and part of the fight for DACA. 
It was mentioned that the decision by the Supreme Court stated that Trump's decision was arbitrary and capricious. But really, you can say that about the entire Trump presidency, which will soon come to an end. Now, legally, what does this mean? I do believe that the Supreme Court has opened the door for the entire DACA program as it was announced to be implemented. It's going to continue to be a fight in the courts, but the door has been opened. And I do believe that dreamers need to continue pushing for more. Second, I believe that the Supreme Court, I know the Supreme Court said, yes, President Trump can issue a new executive order and resign the program again, given better reasons. To that, I say, bring it. The Latino voters made DACA happen. Latino voters will hold Trump accountable. And Latino voters will demand after Trump that Biden take the same step for our parents. And if Congress wants to act, you can. But I do believe part of the Supreme Court's decision today is, if you don't act, the president may. So Latino voters, the work needs to continue. Documented dreamers that already have DACA, renew your DACA. For those that couldn't apply for the program but would otherwise qualify, talk to your attorney about what this means for you. And lastly, remember in November, because Trump, you want to fight us? We've shown you more than once we'll win. Thank you. He's so energizing. I love him so much. Um, He, yeah, he, I mean, he, he brought, he brought up all the right points and he is an attorney, so he can give legal advice. So if you're listening and you're uh, interested in like trying to renew your DACA, I, I say give it, give it an honest shot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like he he also brought he also brought up another really good point is that the numbers the numbers might be there in November for us to one get rid of Trump, but also two to push Biden to to take the same take the right and do the right thing, take the right action, and do right by uh, by our immigrant community. Yeah, I think the the important point that he brought up that I want to highlight is for folks that didn't qualify for the program when it first came out, I think they might qualify for the program now. Right. And that's not clear yet, but that is uh, going around that that might be. So talk to your lawyers if you didn't qualify for the program before. You might qualify for it now. That would be huge to get a whole new generation of folks. Uh, yeah, we're not attorneys. We're, don't, don't listen to our advice. We're not attorneys. Talk to your attorney. Talk to your attorney. If you need an attorney, Ray and Daniel are awesome. We'll include their phone numbers in the show notes. Yeah. Um, yeah, one thing, uh, guys... Uh, First of all, great show. Thank you for having me or thank me for having you. (laughs) I was like, you produced the show. (laughs) Yeah, Danny's our man behind the camera. So uh, just a quick thing before we let this uh, this part of the show go is that for everyone who's still on the fence with DACA, I, of of course, I'm not an attorney also, but through my personal experience, signing up and receiving DACA, being able to go to my country of origin and back with that DACA, what did kind of open the door to um, more things in my future. So that's that's just another doorway to be opened. It's definitely worth it. And yes, uh, it is going to be the law offices of Daniel Rodriguez. And I believe the Dan, the uh, Rey Maldonado Law Group. Uh, Ibarra Maldonado, I think. 
Uh, but we're going to include their their information in the show notes. Yeah. And there's lots of great um, immigration attorneys. Uh, these two happen to be on the show, so we're going to include them in the show notes. Yeah, we're not receiving money for, for these plugs. Yes, we get zero money in, unless they want to sponsor our show. We're not against that. But at the moment, we get no money for giving them shout outs. Yeah, you know, just goodwill and maybe and maybe food every once in a while. They feed you? Uh, last time I was I was around Ray, he fed me. I want food. Ray, where's my food? <laughs> All right. So we also got to talk to um, friends of ours, important members of our community. Uh, we want to uh, play little parts of their interviews. Like I said, the, the full interviews will be um, on our YouTube and Facebook pages. Here in Maricopa County, we are the second um, in the nation to send people from the jails to the ICE the, uh, detention center. And so we have a lot of people who are out in the community, mischarged, misarrested, and they still need to go to ICE, eventually end up in a detention center. The police, the Phoenix Police Department, MCSO, they continue to discriminate against our communities. Although we have DACA, that does not protect us from racial discrimination when we're driving in this community. And that is, uh, we become vulnerable to de being deported. Just because we have DACA uh, does not mean that they uh, leave us alone. They, they continue to persecute us the same way that they attack our black communities uh, by racially profiling them. That was Maxima Guerrero from Puente and Vianney de Alda. Uh, from Progress Now, Arizona. When we talk about how our fights are connected, uh, Black Black Lives Matter and the fight against police brutality, we're us as Latinos, like we're deeply connected in that fight. Um, MCSO had like if starting starting with the days of Jeff, Sheriff Joe Arpaio, continuing on with the um, with the grounds of SB ten that SB ten seventy gave the, the police departments in Arizona, and continuing even to uh, even today, even after Arpaio has been kicked out of the sheriff's office, there's still discrimination happening based on skin color, based on uh, things that we can't control mm -hmm. uh, in Maricopa County and in Phoenix and in Arizona. So when it comes to how we're how we're targeted by police, uh, we're connected in this. And so that's why it pains me deeply to not be able to go and be uh, in the marches, in the Black Lives Matter marches, and be able to attend the city council meetings and be able to go to the events fighting against police brutality, because mm -hmm. it's it's our fight. It's our fight. Yeah, and 10 years um, after SB 1070 uh, passed, um, we got some of it taken out of, uh, in the courts, but the main part of the law, the part where they get to pull you over because the color of your skin is still in force. And even after getting rid of Sheriff Joe, um, the Sheriff's Department in MCSO, they still have a cooperation with the federal government, with ICE, to be able to turn people over for committing minor crimes, for not even committing crimes. Some people never get charges pressed against them, but they get turned over to ICE um, because of this program. And it's destroying families, it destroys lives, and it's not right. So, Dom, you were around during the times that uh, that people were pressuring Obama to start the DACA program, to wow, use prosecution. Oh, my age. I'm not calling you old, but I know yeah, that well, none you... None of it was, like, glamorous. None of it was fun. I mean, I think there were a lot of meaningful moments. There was a lot of sleeping on floors and in strangers' houses and, you know, sleeping at the Capitol and sleeping in churches and yeah anyways there's a lot of sleeping in strange places and uh, it, it was not fun and i figured out that my bones didn't like sleeping on cement floors about 10 years ago um 
So take note, guys. If you want to be part of the movement, you have to be able to sleep on floors. Right. Yeah. So anyways, uh, yeah. So Obama became president and he promised right when he was running for president that he would make immigration reform his a top priority he promised that he would do it in like his first what is it 60 days or 100 days 100 days yeah whatever that promise is that presidents do and he didn't keep his promise so once he once we were in that time period where he was doing that people were pushing hard for immigration reform when that lapsed people started pushing re-pushing for re-pushing for the dream act and that didn't happen and By so, five votes in the Senate. I remember watching that. That was awful. Right. Um, yeah. So once the DREAM Act didn't pass, you know, everyone started moving to back to the executive branch and pushing Obama to uh, to do something like DACA. Back then, we were just calling it by what it was. It was prosecutorial discretion. Obama has the ability or the executive branch has the ability to, you know, tell the Justice Department who to prioritize. Right. And we said... Why prioritize, you know, our community at large when you don't have to? And he kept telling us, no, I I don't have the the right to do that. I can't do that. He said that the the Constitution was against that, but we wouldn't let the man get through a speech. We shut down every speech he did until he took us seriously. And the man finally took action and gave us the DACA program. Right. And so that that's. We were able to do that because we had leverage over a Democratic president. With Trump, we have zero leverage. He takes joy in deporting and deporting our families. He takes joy in locking and locking up uh, new immigrants. He takes joy in uh, putting us in, infe- in infected cells and infect- infected detention centers. So yeah, right. as for, for damn certain, he's not embarrassed by uh, by that. Right. So he is for uh, for sure not going to do anything that's going to give any of our people an inch. So for everyone out there who's not like excited about our options in November, just know that a president like Obama uh, is someone that we can influence, that we have leverage over, and Trump doesn't care about our community. We can at the very least shame a Democratic president into caring about uh, caring about us and doing the right thing. I think we can motivate them in a positive way to take our community seriously and to treat us with dignity and respect. Now I want to go back to the interviews. Uh, last Thursday, we heard from Aris Delci Gonzalez from uh, Lucha and, and Ace. Ace. And um, she had an important ask for our community. In November, we asked voters to vote Trump out of office to make sure that we continue winning so that our people remain safe and protected so that we can continue to live in peace. Yes. 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 You heard it from me. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Be safe and protected. You know, so just to be clear, uh, the opinions expressed in the interviews are not necessarily the the, uh, opinions of uh, the Fuerte Network. You know, we know that in November is when we can make a change. If your voter registration isn't up to date or if you're not on the Pebble, the permanent early voting list, or if you're just not registered to vote, you can go to onearizona.org forward slash register so that you can update or register to vote. Yep. We've Got Issues is a Fuerte Network production. The opinions expressed by the speakers on the show are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Fuerte Network. Thank you to the Progress Now Arizona, Living United for Change in Arizona, the Put the Human Rights Movement, and One Arizona. A lot of Arizona's not.
Special thanks to everyone who interviewed with us and all the people in our movement that fight for immigrant rights. We've Got Issues was written by Dom, Xenia, and Danny. Sound and video production by Sun Digital. Theme music and video editing by Dom Medina. Set design and cactus drawing by Dom Medina. And I think that concludes our show for today, Dom. Uh, so where can people find us? Fuerte.org. <laughs>